Welcome to another episode of There Is A System To This Madness podcast. I am your host, Osaze Shabazz. Today is June 4th, 2020. Well, since the last time we've spoken, there's been a lot that has gone on. Not to downplay or try to speed through anything, however, in the state of Minnesota, there was a killing. A gentleman by the name of George Floyd was murdered by the Minneapolis police officers, four of them, basically based on the video. Uh, three of them literally just stood on top of him with one actually having their knee pressed against his neck and you could hear him in the video stating to the police officer I can't breathe they had him pinned down arms pinned down so he couldn't he couldn't fight they had him in a unmovable position because it's obvious without a doubt the man is squirming basically with his arm pent down and I I guess the thing is I think about what that could even feel like having had open heart surgery just just over a year ago and pressure either on my back or on my chest that feeling that I have that that sense of anxieties that I have when I lay on my back to work out if I'm doing sit-ups or a bench press it took me months to be able to just be comfortable with sitting on my back laying on my back even sleeping I just cannot lay on my back really anymore or even really lay flat on my chest now compound that with a person on my back right over my chest plate or on my actual chest with their full weight coming down now you got three grown men on you two really there to hold you down while the other person is literally got his full weight on your throat while your face is pressed down on the concrete I mean that's you know there are certain deaths that as a human being, you're probably thinking, I don't want to die like that. Now, some people, you know, we, we may not think about it, but some of us just have that, I don't want to die this way. And I think for me, one of the ways I do not want to die is to be pent down. And the breath in me goes away. It just 
slowly disperse. I can't disperse from out of my body. I mean, that's that's probably worse than to me. That's worse than drowning. That's worse than being buried alive, and the air just slowly leaves. You use up all your air in a in a in a in a box in a closed off environment but to have people sit there and just it's really they squeezed or pushed the life out of this man and they did it in a way if you when you look at the video of this and you say to yourself where the, the crowd is like you're killing him you're killing him even even the paramedics that just stood by and did nothing the man is sitting there saying i can't breathe i can't breathe and he's he's fighting and then because you can feel he's you can feel him wiggling under you fighting so when you're like losing your breath you gonna you gonna fight it's just human nature you're going to fight and this this was a big man and they holding him down to the point where you can feel the fight in his body actually leaves and then you have the paramedics come again check his pulse and they realize, they realize right then and there, this man is dead. And you got the video of them rolling him from the, the officer gets off his neck and then roll him on the stretcher and you, you carrying him away. Then you're going to tell a lie that we tried to resuscitate him on the way to the hospital and he, he died on the way to the hospital. That's a goddamn lie. He died right there on the street. That man was dead. If you look at the video, he was dead. I mean, this and you know what I what I what I'm starting to really get aggravated with is our our white counterparts. And I don't want to make this black or white, but it's becoming black or white. I mean, yes, you know, the protesters are, you know, it's, it's a national, you know, it's, it's everybody. And, we'll, you know, we'll talk about that. But the thing is, when you hear these white people and how they are saying things like, well, what makes this, what makes this different? Why didn't you all get upset when this person was killed by the white police or what about when that person was killed last year by the white police you all didn't riot you all didn't respond the way you are as, as if we can pick and choose what we should really get upset about in my opinion, it's, it's the simple cliche statement. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. 
you kept poking a bear. You you got to go back to February with the Ahmad Arbery situation. People failed to realize they were reeling from that. That that got things heated. However, there was there was an arrest made sooner, particularly after the video came out. When the video came out, first, you know, like I said, it took it took almost almost six weeks before charges were filed. But then there was never any type of evidence. When that video came out, then that's when everybody started seeing how they ran him down with guns in hand and you can see it. And it was even believed that the video was released by the attorney of one of the individuals because that individual knew that they were a, an accomplice to this situation. So they were trying to set their own defense by releasing the video. Of course, they doctored it. They cut part of it off because they didn't want to show that from start to finish, they were a part of the plot. But after research, people figured out because once, once the state took it over and it went deeper and they had more expertise people other than Brunswick County, once they moved them out of the way, yeah, they saw this was garbage. And they saw that the person that was taking the, the video was a part of it. This was this was a tactic. This was a ploy that they was like, well, we just gonna we just gonna fuck with this this guy, and it went wrong. To to the extent to the point where yeah. He he didn't cow down and he fought back, and in their fear they shot and killed him. Because they realized that this got out of control. And they couldn't, they, he, he probably would have, eventually, Aubrey would have probably killed them. So they had to do something because they started, they kicked the hornet's nest and didn't realize that hornet's nest, those bees didn't just fly away. Them bees attacked. So they had, they had to put them down. It was this, you know, it's the same situation. Which, really, I shouldn't say it's the same situation. Because the situation in Minnesota is worse. Because when they show that video of that police officer. See, you can't find the video that the young lady had taken. Which, by the way, now it's believed that people are threatening her, putting her in danger. Which, of course, it is time for black people to step up and start protecting our own. But the thing is, if you look at that video that she had and she got it on George Floyd's face and the police officers and they are saying in the crowd, you are killing him. 
let him up, and he doesn't flinch. It even looks, it looks like he puts more weight when he puts his hands in his pockets, which basically give the impression that he's not having nothing to brace his full weight. And all that weight is on that man's throat because you really can't see the other two officers holding him down. And then you got the the fourth officer who is just, who is basically trying to basically say, you know, move along, move along. There's nothing happening here. And that man dies literally on camera. And I mean, it's clear. It's crystal clear. The situation with the Aubrey, you know, and I'm saying this to my, my white my white folks that keep saying well why are your why is your reaction different in this circumstance versus another circumstance which of course they know it you know it, it sickens me how people sit there and say well we you know why why are you responding this way how come you're not getting upset about this killing you know when we kill when we killed this person three years ago, you all didn't do this. Or when we murdered that woman a couple of years ago, you all didn't do nothing. What What is different about this one? The key is, again, it was caught on film, broad daylight, even the Ahmaud Aubrey. uh, the the video from there yeah it is it is kind of grainy it's kind of blurry which i believe it was it was tampered with i believe that they got a film from start to finish and that is crystal clear but that film would incriminate the third person which i mean pretty much that person's up for charges but if that film in its unedited state ever gets out where you can see they anticipated inflicting harm on that man. See, now you're going to a whole nother level of murder. It's, it, you, you, it's that, 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 film that a film if they can find that film in its original state would be a game changer but in regards to the minnesota situation it's no doubt it's crystal clear that that police officer had he had no mercy he basically he killed that man as if that man was a dog and I truly believe that had that been a dog, if somebody would have stand on a dog's neck, if two people were standing over a dog, holding the dog down, another person was on that dog's neck, all hell would have broke loose. And this is the society that we are in. Because again, first, first of all, when... The officer is arrested. In fact, by the way, they just 
pressed charges against the three, three other officers just yesterday. The thing was, the officer that had his foot on the neck, I can't pronounce his name, he was arrested, I think, maybe four or five days ago. But the thing was, it was probably four or five days after the incident took place before they arrested him. Which, of course, when they arrested him, then all the information about his history was starting to come out. And, you know, against, you know, yes, there's a picture of him standing on the, on the stage with Donald Trump with his Make America Great paraphernalia on. But what was so interesting is the number of incidents that have been filed against this guy. To my understanding, there were 18 different complaints against this guy. You know, altercations, physical altercations. And this guy is still in the police department you know people want to say well yeah there's a black there's a black police chief oh and he and he fired them yeah he didn't fire him right away they immediately were suspended with pay it wasn't until about four or five days later where they were pressed well hit with charges which of course in that four or five days they receive legal counseling. All of them been receiving legal counseling. Because once they saw that video, it was no doubt that representative from the police union and the police department in general, the county, everything, was like, hey, this is bad. And the only way this is going to get fixed it's going to go through a court of law because this is out. The only thing that they did with those four days was gave them time to get their affairs in order, their financial affairs in order, and set up GoFundMe accounts so they can start generating dollars and find possibly the best legal team that they can get their hands on because there was new they knew that there was no coming back from this without going through the court system first for starters and i want to make sure i'm careful about what i'm saying in regards to what i am happy about and what i'm disappointed about the first thing is the response of the mayor I think his name is Frey Mayor Frey of Minneapolis the statements that he has stated I mean in my opinion this is how a politician black or white should talk act and behave you know when that mayor is actually stating that he did not understand himself why these officers were not arrested 
at the time when he was speaking. He did not understand why the officers were not charged. When he said firing them but not charging them, that's that's repulsive. In fact, his name is um, Jacob Frey. Um, young guy, 38 years old. But pretty much just to have him to come out and say something like this. That, that right there, that shows you there's a change. Or even Governor Como's response. You know, I love it how he said, this is not a new book. These are just new chapters. There's nothing new. And when he even, re, you know, listed off the names, and he named people in his own state that have been murdered by the police. He didn't sugarcoat it. In fact, um, Governor Como hasn't sugarcoated anything, especially since the pandemic. You know, he, I mean, it's, it's, it just blows my mind how all this stuff has just gone unsaid for all these years. You know, like I said, we got, we got the murder in Georgia. However, the governor, yeah, he told the district attorney, attorney general for the state to, you know, handle it. But they still, they hedging and fudging. They're shuffling their feet in regards to the handling of this case. Hell, the situation in Minnesota has pre pretty much overshadowed everything in Brunswick, Georgia. In fact, today, the accused are going before the judge, I guess, to lay out the, the process that they are about to go under in regards to, in regards to the murder of Ahmaud Arbery. So, of course, Hopefully everybody won't get too occupied with George Floyd and not pay attention to Ahmaud Arbery because that is, exact, that is exactly what they want. The first thing they do, they, they hired or appointed a black woman as the lead counsel in this case and everybody's like, oh, that's great. Yeah, but with all due respect to her, she's a Republican. She was appointed by the Attorney General, the head district attorneys for the state of Georgia. So are we to believe that she is gonna be unpartial? That's impossible. That's absolutely impossible. Since the last podcast, 
like I said, there were so many things that have come up in the news surrounding, you know, the circumstances. And each day I'm like, oh, that's something I need to talk about. Oh, this could be something to talk about. But even just the things that have occurred, because major things have been occurring every day. I mean, the protesting, the looting. You know, here in Atlanta, you know, you had six police officers that have been suspended because they attacked on video two college students and how they just tased them. Yeah, six six police officers trying to handle two college students, male and female, pulling them out of the car, busting the window out, tasing both of them, pulling them out of the car. You know, and the first thing that, you know, they claim, well, we we thought we saw a gun or somebody yelled gun. So that goes, that, that justifies for all the actions that took place in that moment. You know, things like that, you know, yeah. The looting, which, you know, I don't believe in telling people how they should react. You might slap one person and they might walk away or turn the other cheek and you might slap another person and they might stab you in your chest. You can't just say, well, you should respond. I think what has happened is most people have gotten used to a certain response. Somebody's killed. I mean, even with the Ahmad Aubrey, when people kept saying, we're going to run 2.3 miles in honor of the day that he he was killed. And I'm thinking, really? On, on his birthday. I'm like, really? How about you get in shape because it's not over yet? Get yourself in condition. They already said the coronavirus attacked people weaknesses already. That's why it's, it's hitting the black community harder than any community because if you have diabetes, if you have hypertension, it heightens. It, it really is, it's almost like a virus was made customized to go after specific traits, ailments that are found in black people. I'm not saying not only, not only in black people. White people have diabetes. White people have hypertension as well. However, when you look at the ratio, we have it more. And we have it because it's just it's our poor diets. It's the neighborhoods that we live in. It's the choices and qualities of food. It's, it's really, it's also, it's our values. We'll say whole food costs this much. Publix costs that much. But we don't want to admit the quality of food is better. And we would rather do things like spend money on... I know I'll probably get in trouble for saying something stereotype. Rims, nails, hair. Then to say, you know what? 
I'm going to increase my grocery bill so I can go to Whole Food and get better cuts of meat, better fruits, better vegetables. That's not that's not our mindset. That's not, you know, I, it, not to change the subject, but you could be on food stamps. And if you go to the food market, the food markets actually will honor your food stamps and they also increase the amount of the food stamp dollar value if you come to farmer's market. That's what I was trying to say. Say like if you present cash or any other means of payment, something is a dollar, it's a dollar. You pay a dollar. If you have food stamps, you can get something that might be a dollar, but it might cost you 80 cents. So there are things in place that will entice you to come to certain entities so that you can get better food. Yes, I get it. Location plays a part, but I still have the mindset that if we want something and if we want it bad enough, we find a way to go get it. But Anyway, let's get back to the subject. Um, a new revelation that was presented yesterday, Attorney General Keith Ellison changed all the charges. Some of you may not remember Keith Ellison. Keith Ellison was a congressman from Minnesota. I think he served in Congress. It was well over 10 years. I don't know how many terms that would be every two years, so I guess five terms, something like that. But either way, he's a congressman, former congressman, and he left, he, I want to say he just recently left the Congress and went back to Minnesota and he became Attorney General. Keith Ellison changed the charges from third degree murder and made it second-degree murder. Now, in my opinion, I don't know if that was a good idea. Because what, first and foremost, what people fail to realize, you got the videos, you got, you got George Floyd's body, you got witnesses, you got all this type of stuff. But in the court of law, you are still innocent until proven guilty. This means that whoever's bringing charges up against you have to prove without a burden of doubt that you committed this act. And see, this is what people don't get. This is how so many people get off. It is, it is, it is, it, it sounds simple, but it is very hard to prove in some cases. That's why a lot of times, and see, black people are familiar with this. A lot of times, there's a 
situation where you are given a plea bargain. In a lot of situations, particularly with black people, because in a lot of cases, we're using court-appointed attorneys, and it is that attorney's job to get you to not go to trial. So they'll sit there and say, well, if you go to trial, pretty much use a scare tactic. Well, if you go to trial and they find you guilty for this crime, you could do 10 years, but I can get you a plea bargain deal for one year. Now, the thing is, of course, to make this happen, you have to plead guilty because what really has happened is they have not been able to 100% prove that you did it they believe without a doubt you did it whether you the right person or not they got their mind locked in on you in a lot of cases they might even say you know what we don't have the right person or we can't prove that this person did this particular crime however we know that they did xyz in the past so we're going to we're going to kind of tell them we can get them for something that they did one month ago, one year ago, one decade ago. And because a lot of us simply just don't know the law, we're quick to sign on that dotted line. Well, it's kind of like in this situation. That police officer, he's been advised not to own up to murdering George Floyd. Like I said, he's gotten legal. He's got. He's been getting legal advice since the day that video came out. And in my opinion, Attorney General Ellis, by him changing it from third degree murder to second degree murder, what that is basically saying is that. The state of Minnesota now has to prove without a reason of a doubt that that officer meant to kill George Floyd. Somehow they got to prove by getting into the mind of that officer that it was your full intention that you wanted George Floyd dead. And the attorneys for the police officers are going to be like, no, it just, it was an arrest that went bad. We responded to a call. He resisted arrest. We had to pull him down. And it took three of us, because they're going to use they're going to use George Floyd's size. You know, I don't know if he had 
he had any priors based on what everybody's saying you know he seemed to be a well-loved individual so far there's nothing that has come out in regards to him you know being you know a bad person now of course you know the call that initiated it was a counterfeit supposedly a counterfeit $20 bill in George Floyd's possession which of course you know there's there's no justification for killing a person for something like this however this is what triggered the whole situation now of course you know then when you combine George Floyd's size the possibly resisting arrest and had to be subdued by three other officers the the court is going to hear and again you know the jury is going to hear which again black people don't understand this is why you have to register to vote because the jury pool is going to be comprised of registered voters so what will it be like if everybody on that jury are white people. Now, I don't know the ratio of the black population in Minnesota, but just to say Minnesota can, you know, cold, cold weather, I can only imagine what that population is gonna be. And let's be real, our voting history is not the best. So, but let's say if you got a 12-person 12, 12 jury and they managed to get four black people on there, that, that, that could help. But the thing is, when you change that to second-degree murder, it is now the state responsibility to prove that that police officer had full intent after you came and confronted George Floyd and when you put your knee on his throat that you was intentionally trying to kill him. And I mean, in all honesty, I would love to think that it's gonna be that easy, but I just don't, I don't believe, I don't believe. And of course, yeah, the the caveat is if you can prove that the police officer did intentionally kill George Floyd and he is convicted of second degree murder, oh he that's life in prison. Easily. And I've always said the main factors that have to take place for there to be a change because the appeal to certain people's humanity that's not going to happen it's just it's just not going to happen hoping that people will see things and that they will get it it's, it's just not going to happen when you look at the social media on how people are taking pictures of themselves mocking George Floyd in regards to reenacting standing on people's necks you know 
I mean, how sick is this society? And you, you're going to try to appeal to the human side, even the outcry from this country. Yes, I look at the protesters. I see a lot of white people in the protest groups. I see a lot of white people that are instigating a lot of the riots, which I don't know what, to, well, I should say, I don't know what to make of that. I do know what to make of that. The thing is, it's more or less, you're trying to spark more tension between black people and the police. I mean, you had the lady in Central Park where she intentionally calls 911 and she sits there and say, I'm going to call the police on you because I know what is going to happen when I do this. You got you to gotta realize they know the history between black people and the police. And they know at one point there was a high percentage chance that when the police come on the scene amongst African Americans, it, it went bad. And white people are like, we got a new weapon. I'm going to call the police on you because you're doing something that I don't like. And they're going to either come arrest you or, and a lot of times, rough you up or possibly kill you. When I saw that situation with the lady in Central Park, it was her full intent to put that man in a harmful situation. See, to me, that's, that's a form of attempted murder. Because she knew, she knew that if the police came on the scene with the tension at the height that it is, she knows that something could possibly go wrong. And that is what she was hoping for. So no, going after the humane side of individuals, you throw that out the window. What you gotta go for is a harsh sentence and bankrupt. If a person kills a black person and the sentence is so steep life in prison, possibly the death penalty, and a lawsuit is then inflicted, which by the way, they're now taking in consideration that you can now salute, um, sue police officers. You know, what took so long, but either way. Have a lawsuit where you're not suing for you're not suing for $1 million or even $10 million. You're suing for an amount that will bankrupt that department, that county, that city, to the point where they're going to take caution in regards to how they approach black people in the future.
again, I said this in the last in the last um, podcast when I was talking about Ahmaud Arbery. You know, I remember the movie, the the second Bad Boys movie, where they kept saying, "Do not mess with this guy." I think the guy name was Johnny Tapia, the bad guy in the movie, and they kept saying, "Leave this guy alone," because every time we arrest him and we cannot prove that he did what we suspect him of doing, he sues us and he wins. He not only wins, he got police officers fired. This is what has to take place. This is another reason why, you know, I've been voicing my opinion on attorney Benjamin Crump. It's more about focusing on what you're going to get after a lawsuit. Because in a lot of cases, most of these cities, counties or whatnot, they've already in they already put a cap on the most that you can sue somebody. It's, it's, it's their form. There's, it's their way of protecting themselves while at the same time, if we got to pay this amount, it won't, it won't do any damage. But everything has a loophole. No disrespect to Benjamin Crump you get me a lawyer that know how to get through a loophole, not some lawyer that's just simply waiting for a verdict. So that way, if they are guilty of this crime, you can get a, a monetary amount, he'll get a cut, taxes will be paid, and the family might split half a million dollars. But if you got a family that's like, hey, we ain't even focusing on the money. We want to sue for an amount that the police, the county are like, we're not gonna fuck with them no more. Or if we got to come after them, we're gonna come correct. When you do these things, that's when things are going to change. But to sit there and think that they're going to change on their own based on the rhetoric that we are reading on social media and their responses. Even the, the president is sitting there talking about, you know, the if you get caught if you loot we gonna shoot i mean really this is this is what the remedy to all of this is this is their response no you can't you can't appeal you can't appeal to these people you know and it's funny because i you know i would like to talk about more but i'm gonna I'm wrap this up because we definitely got to talk about the use of the military, you know, because you bring in the military in these these riots, 
this this will start civil war but anyway what i'll try to do is have a a quicker quicker podcast the next time but anyway i'm gonna wrap it up i've vented long enough this was another episode of there's a system to this madness as always please send your comments Give me your corrections. Give me your opinions. I would love to hear them. I am your host, Osaze Shabazz. God bless.